we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to the Core here on American Family Radio Network. I was going to say welcome back, and technically it is welcome back, you know, because we broadcasted yesterday and broadcasting today, and now is about when Bobby, my producer, says... We're never far away. Can we just keep Walker on script? (laughs) (laughs) Can we just keep Walker on script? The answer to that is no. And how fun is that? I mean, how fun is it, Bobby, to monologue the same thing every day, every week, every month? Yeah, it just it just turns people off. You got to be uh you got to ad lib every once in a while, right? That's right. I mean, keep them on their toes. I mean, just think about how fun it is when Biden goes off teleprompter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so why can't I go off teleprompter? You know? I mean, um my favorite one, Bobby, is the uh campaign time when Biden said he called somebody a uh, Lying dog face pony, pony soldier. soldier. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's. And he said that to a woman. That's got to go down in the history books. Yeah, it was a female reporter, wasn't it? Yeah, Not to it ask was. him a question. Yeah. Well. Ah, the good old days. <laughs> yeah, the good old days of of pre Biden, pre Biden as president. Boys were, boy, were those days great. And I, uh, I've seen a lot of people recently say, you know, all that Biden needs to do to finish out his term well is to put everything back in place how it was when he got there. Uh, put everything back in place that they've messed up. Put it back how Trump had it, and then leave. <laughs> so uh, that's that'd, that'd be quite an undertaking. Uh, it would be, yeah. To reverse all that, that would take a long time. It's a lot of resurrection there. A lot of work. All right, jumping into our scripture, and then we'll get into our news stories. Psalm chapter 32 is where we are this week. Psalm chapter 32. We have David here. David has his ups and downs from a spiritual perspective in uh, in the entire book of Psalm. And that's really indicative of how our life is. Uh, ups and downs, highs and lows. And so David goes through that as well. And so if David goes through that, then we should expect to as well. Uh, David says, though, in chapter 32, verse 1 and 2, he said, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man who's are against the... Blessed is the man whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. So we receive forgiveness of sins. We receive... Um, no iniquity, we receive um, a spirit that doesn't have deceit or that lacks deceit, which is a good thing. We receive that when we receive God. And so only the Lord can bring about forgiveness. Only he can bring about restoration. Only he can bring about uh, a pure spirit. That's what God does in our lives. He is the ultimate redeemer. That is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, 
when you look at uh, stories for today, we by the way, we're going to have Chris Woodrow. Chris, little, little, little. I need my teleprompter. Where's my teleprompter? We're going to have uh, Chris Woodward. Here I am. <laughs> uh, we're going to have Chris Woodward in studio with us next segment. We're going to have Chris in with us. He's coming in now every week as a recurring guest on the show from American Family News. He's going to bring us the news of the day, what the top stories are of the week. That is Chris Woodward with American Family News. And if you do get tired of watching CNN, if you get tired of reading stories on Fox News, if you get tired of MSNBC and Joe Scarborough, then you can go to American Family News website. We can go to American Family News website, and maybe when you land there, the music will play that just played from the board that Bobby just initiated. <laughs> uh, American Family News is our news service. You can go there and get the stories of the day. Um, my grandfather started American Family News. It was once called One News Now. Uh, at, at, way back, it was Agape Press, and they've changed names a couple times. But look, we've landed at American Family News. It, it clicks. It makes sense. That's what our radio news service has been called for years. And so American Family News is what we offer. We offer news each day from a Christian perspective. And so go to AFN.net. That's the URL for the news service afn.net and you'll get all the news stories of the day all from a strictly christian perspective well uh, different governors are are doing very positive things around the country and i want to cover that this first segment you know i've said this before and i'll say it again we continue to have this divide between uh, states that um are more conservative states that adhere to the founding principles of our nation, states that are in large part run by Christians, run by believers. Uh, those states, you have that that side, if you will. And then you've got these states that are completely rogue. They've detached themselves from the founding of our nation. They're very secularist. They're very humanist in their way of thinking. Uh, they don't believe in God. If they do believe in God, they dismiss him. They don't want to obey God's precepts. And uh, so those are the, the basic divides in our nation. And you really have states really, you know, drifting one way or the other. There's a few that are trying to hover around in the middle, probably not working out too well for them. But most states are really drifting one way or the other. And that's, that's, the, that's the state divide that you're seeing in our nation. And it all trickles down from what you're seeing in Washington, D.C. Uh, but it's so important, and it will, it will continue to be important, and actually the importance will likely increase, for states to establish themselves and really set themselves apart from Washington, D.C. And that's how, uh, you know, as Christians, we can receive, uh, we, we can really make a lot of headway at the state level. You really can. You can make a lot of headway at the state level. And it's very important for conservative states to continue to distance themselves from Washington, D.C., and in certain instances, wean themselves off the federal dollar. Because if, as we all know, when you accept the federal dollar, when you accept federal grants, federal programs, federal monies, uh, you have to do whatever Washington says. It's like a contract. you got to do whatever Washington says. Whether you like it or not, that's how it is. And so, uh, you know, as conservatives, we've got to continue to detach ourselves from Washington, D.C. in all aspects, including federal grants, federal aid, uh, because as long as we're taking billions from the federal government, they're going to continue trying to bully us. They're going to continue trying to manipulate us. 
And you can see this going on right now with the Biden administration. I mean, the Biden administration, they're attaching these caveats, these agreements, these left-wing ideas and left-wing policies. They're attaching it to the grants. They're attaching it to the federal money going down, trickling down to the states. And that's how they make a lot of headway at the state level. And so uh, uh, red states have got to continue to wean themselves off the federal dollar. Got to do it. We've got to do it. And that's the only way that we'll truly uh, be able to maintain a Tenth Amendment type separation from Washington, D.C. If you don't know what the Tenth Amendment is, we'll go and read it. That might be something you can learn for today is, well, what does the Tenth Amendment in uh, the Constitution read? Well, uh, Governor DeSantis is one of those, and I'll, I'll jump back to Mississippi in a little bit. But, uh, let's start in Florida. Governor DeSantis is uh, cracking down on state attorneys, attorneys that work for the state of Florida but aren't following state law. Governor DeSantis said he's had enough, and we've seen this before. We've seen these attorneys, these state attorneys, these U.S. attorneys that that don't enforce the law. They're political hacks, they're, they're ideologues, and their ideology doesn't line up. It's not consistent with state law or with federal law. And so here you have a state attorney by the name of Andrew Warren. He serves in the Tampa area in, uh, in Florida. Well, he's been rogue. He's been refusing to enforce a Florida state law. He's been um, neglecting his, his oath of office, his duty as a state attorney, And Governor DeSantis said he's had enough, he's done, this guy's fired. Let's listen to clip three. The Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not in individual state attorneys. And so when you flagrantly violate your oath of office, when you make yourself above the law, uh, you have violated your duty, uh, you have neglected your duty, and you are displaying a lack of competence uh, to be able to reform those duties. And so today we are suspending... State Attorney Andrew Warren, effective immediately. Well, there you have it. The governor does have the authority to suspend state attorneys. That's what he's doing there. Why, you ask? Because this attorney, in particular, representing the state, wasn't representing the state. He wasn't enforcing Florida state law. And you shouldn't be able to hold office when you don't fulfill your oath of office. And I wish we could extrapolate that over to the presidency. You shouldn't be able to hold the office if you can't carry out the oath of office. That's like, you know, civics 101. But how far are we from that? Pretty far. And so Governor DeSantis has said he's had enough. We're not going to continue to pay state attorneys who don't do their job. Simple as that. By the way, many of these state attorneys or these district attorneys are funded, their campaigns are funded by George Soros. George Soros is a left-wing billionaire who uh, undermines the rule of law. And all of these, you look at Los Angeles, you look at San Francisco, you look over um, in, in Seattle, you look at these in New York City, you look at these cities, these counties that are just having... Uh, crime, murder spikes, crime spikes, all this lawlessness. Uh, the criminals get out early, early release, no bail, or no cash bail, so on and so forth. These are major majority of them. These people are Democrat attorneys. 
They're Soros attorneys that all they are there to do is to apologize for the criminals and to be soft on crime. That's all they're there to do. They're not there to protect the citizens. They're there to be political hacks and to let the criminals out early, let them out soft, go easy on them, don't charge them. And that's what we've seen. Uh, but, you know, if you're a right winger, if you're a MAGA group, if you were there on January 6th, well, we got to come down hard. We got to come down really, really hard. And the FBI also, they're, the, the FBI, uh, you know, they're, they're a bunch of political ideologues as well, at least the people in charge. Why? How do I know that? Well, look at what they're investigating. They're still investigating January 6th. They're still investigating a bunch of blue collar workers daring to walk on Capitol grounds. That's what they're still investigating. Meanwhile, we had thousands of criminals burning down our cities in the summer of 2020. And where was the FBI? Well, they were too busy kneeling on the sidewalks in Washington, D.C. And if you haven't seen the photo, go ahead and look it up. FBI agents taking a knee when people were burning down Washington, D.C. and other cities in our country. And so that's what the FBI is focused on. Or, you know, if you're a parent who goes to a school board meeting, you know, the one you pay taxes to, and speaks at the podium for 60 seconds and says something that people don't like, well, we're going to investigate you too. We're going to send FBI agents to your house. Or if you're Roger Stone or Donald Trump or, you know, anybody else who worked with the Trump administration, well, we're going to put FBI agents on you. We're going to go through all of your finances. We're going to dig through the last 50 years of your life, and we're going to find all the dirt we can on you. That's the focus of the FBI. But if you're a a criminal crossing our border, you're not supposed to be here, broken all the rules and the laws, well, who needs to investigate that? That's low priority. Or you have a president who is neglecting his duty, his oath of office. You got a Department of Homeland Security who's not doing his job. All of that, well, that's okay. You've got insider trading in Congress. Nancy Pelosi's husband. Well, that's not important. We got to go after the J6ers. Got to go after the J6ers. Our priorities are completely out of order. We must restore the rule of law in this nation. Be back in a few. You shall not covet your neighbor's house or anything that's your neighbor's. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, an economic system that allows billionaires to exist is immoral. Someone may want to let the former bartender turned congresswoman know that the top 1% of wage earners pay nearly 50% of all federal taxes. The top 10% of wage earners pay nearly 70% of all federal taxes. And the top 20% of wage earners pay about 85% of all federal taxes. That money funds things like our national welfare programs. Don't let them entice you to harbor disdain for the wealthy. Socialists bank on covetousness to gain support for their regressive policies. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association. 
This is Raising Godly Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Cyberbullying is increasingly common among children under 18. Search engine data shows the volume of worldwide searches for cyberbullying has increased threefold since 2004, with the majority of searches occurring during the school year. In the age of virtual learning, there is an even greater opportunity for cyberbullying to occur. Remind your daughter that just like bullying in school, she should report cyberbullying to an adult when she sees it. Then she can counteract the bullying by offering support and encouragement to the student being bullied. Researchers have called this digital affirmation cyber smiling. God's greatest commandment was to love one another. Cyber smiling is one way to show love to our neighbor in the midst of difficulty. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Telling Bibleists, persecuted believers, no, that's one of the hardest things we do at Bible League. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth, and I want to give you an update on our campaign, Stand With Them. You know, Paul wrote, the persecuted, they may be persecuted, but they're not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. You know, for weeks we've been telling you about Christians who are praying for Bibles in order to endure and persevere. Ahmad is in Malaysia. He's a civil engineer, was beaten. When he came to Christ, he's praying for a Bible. Adesh is in Nepal. He's a tour guide near the Himalayan mountains. He was beaten, but he's praying for a Bible in the Nepali's language. And then Einar is in Zimbabwe. She's a widowed mother of three. Her husband was killed by the Boko Haram regime. She's not praying for an end to her suffering. She's praying for a Bible. We're in the final few days of this effort to send God's word to 16,000 Bibleless persecuted believers. We're short of this goal and we need to wrap up in the coming days. So at $5 a Bible, $100 sends 20. Will you call 800-YES-WORD? 800-YES-WORD. Or give at sendbiblesnow.org. Sendbiblesnow.org. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. I'm Walker Wildman. I'm your host for the program. We are live streaming on our video platform. We are live streaming on our streaming platform. Uh, Streaming.afa.net is that URL. Streaming.afa.net. Dot net is that URL, AFA Streaming. We launched it in November of 2021, and uh, we just added a live option now. So you can watch AFA at the core there. You can watch AFA at the core there on our streaming platform by going to streaming.afa.net. creates you a free account. takes you just a couple minutes if you don't already have an account, and you can log in and watch the show uh, live right there on our uh, video platform. We're all on Facebook as well, AFA at the core on our Facebook page. You can watch the show there. And, of course, we do publish the podcast on all major podcast platforms for you to subscribe to um, should you desire. Streaming.afa.net, though, is where you can watch the video. Well, we do have Chris Woodward in with us. Chris, glad to have you with us. That scared me. I thought I had hit a button. I was like, what did I do? Live radio. That's a new intro, brother. Yeah, Bobby is... Uh, Bobby's enjoying him his, himself over there. This today. is <laughs> AFN. I think Bobby just likes looking at our reactions yeah, when he does yeah. stuff. I was it's like, great. what? <laughs> let's, let's see what these guys do here. I did. For those not, what, yeah, obviously, for those listening, you didn't see me, but yeah, I looked over and was like, what is? what did I do? Did Larry King Live have some intro music? Uh, I think so. 
And you know what? What's funny? What's always struck me about Larry is people always talk about how great his show was, and you know he was just a great interviewer or whatever. The guy he never really, and I think this was his plan. He didn't necessarily like have a list of questions. He would maybe have something in mind, and then yeah. he would just wing it. Yeah, and people are like, Walker, you're too, uh, you're too young to know Larry King live. No, I'm not. I used to watch Larry King live. Now I was a youngster when I watched him, but I yeah. very much remember oh, Larry yeah. King live. CNN, right? CNN At used to be the Parsons. only option cable That's cable right. TV news wise. Yeah. yeah, way back when, kids, there wasn't a Fox <laughs> News. You couldn't watch Fox, you know, Newsmax. And didn't Fox come around like in the early two thousands? Yeah, I think. The, or, or was it late mid to late nineties? Maybe, but it didn't become huge really mm. until uh, this century for sure. Yeah, because like Sean Hannity's been there from day one. Mm-hmm. And a couple others have been there from, since right. day one as well. Yeah. Well, uh, there's a a very good story, Chris, mm-hmm. out of um, a uh, lawsuit that we covered on American Family News. It's right there listed on the homepage. One of the top read stories this year on American Family News, and this uh, si- this healthcare system in Illinois mm-hmm. uh, called North Shore University Health System right. was sued by a group, a class of workers. Mm-hmm. Over this shot mandate, and many were terminated. Their lives were destroyed as a result of this shot mandate. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, I mean, uh, as you can read about it at AFN.net, hundreds of healthcare workers who were denied religious religious exemptions from the COVID shot mandate, many of whom lost their jobs as a result, they've been vindicated in a multi-million dollar settlement. It's a $10.3 million plus settlement. Class action lawsuit, as you pointed out, it not only opens the door for the more than 500 healthcare workers who were terminated to be rehired and their seniority reinstated. It also requires the health care system there in Illinois to provide religious accommodations in every position across its numerous facilities. So they get money, they get their jobs back, they get the exemption. And Liberty Council represented these uh, 13 North Shore employees uh, who were the lead plaintiffs in the lawsuit. Matt Saver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council there, says, you know, it's all the more reason why if you if you need help, call us, ask us. There are other uh, law firms as well. And Matt really is uh, one of the law firms, lawyers, yeah. out there representing these uh, kinds of cases, these kinds of workers. So North Shore today, hopefully another uh, system, in, you know, structure of employees tomorrow. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, this is a major breakthrough, Chris. Yes. And, uh... The pun was not intended, you know, COVID breakthrough, right, right. vaccine breakthrough. <laughs> um, this was a major breakthrough from a legal standpoint mm-hmm. because, I mean, there, there's been lawsuits all over the nation. You guys have covered them on AFN, but mm-hmm. but we just seem to keep hitting a hurdle. We keep hitting a wall, and we couldn't get judges to rule in favor of, of the law in many cases here um, about, look, let's not punish, as a society, let's not punish people because they don't want to participate an experimental shot program. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in our nation's history, we've never punished people for not participating in an experimental shot program. We've always made it voluntary. That's part of it being experimental. It's voluntary, enter at your own risk. Uh, this was a completely different animal. Uh, you know, the, the 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 other side was they were vicious. They were they were vile. They were mean. You're going to be punished. You're you're hurting other people. You're killing people. Mm-hmm. That was their talking point. That's a loser talking point, by the way, if you're trying to win over public support for something. Um, but from a legal standpoint, Chris, this could open the door to uh, vic- legal victories 
and uh, legal settlements in oh, the sure. tunes of hundreds of millions in the coming months. Yeah, uh, Matt Staver, again, he, uh, Liberty Council, they're still uh, working hard, representing people in other similar situations in various parts of the country. He was busy yesterday. Matt was, uh, he was out in Boston for the flag raising there of the Christian flag in Boston on that flagpole. Yeah, that, that was, he a, went court, to the that was a court, court victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's another reason why uh, if you feel your rights are being violated, if you want uh, justice, uh, to reach out and, and try to find a, a law firm that will help you. Again, Liberty Council, one of the many that will do it for no cost. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the other interesting things here is the fact that virtually no mainstream news outlet has covered this settlement, mm-hmm. which is mind-boggling because you've got a settlement of people that didn't want to get COVID shots. Ten million bucks. Right. And they get, you know, they get all these conditions and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, The AP really hasn't touched this story. And because the AP hasn't done much with it, if anything, uh, a lot of news outlets have no idea because a lot of news outlets, for whatever reason, hang on every word from the Associated Press. So if the AP doesn't cover it, folks, a lot of news outlets aren't going to pick up on it, which means millions of Americans have no idea what we're going to talk about um, or what we're talking about. It's all the more reason to visit sites like ours at AFN.net because... Mm -hmm. Again, this is one of the biggest stories in the history of our news website, AFN.net. I'm looking at the number right now, 46,574 reads. That's great. That's, I mean, they, praise God uh, for what we get to do and the fact that me, you know this many people yeah. uh, read about this story and now they know uh, something a lot of their neighbors probably don't because yeah. their neighbors' news outlets don't cover this. Exactly. And you guys do send out a daily news brief, by the way. So if you're listening to the core and you're like, hey, you know, I mm-hmm. like American Family News, but you, you just want to get it sent to your email inbox every day, once a day. That's all we do is once a day, and it's the daily news brief. Uh, you can go to AFN.net, and right at the top of the page, you'll see the subscribe button, and you can sign up, and uh, the AFN team will send you that daily news brief every day. You can keep up with what's going on across the country. Uh, you know, Chris, this is the, – the, the way people have been treated – as in, in regards to these shots and mm-hmm. in regards to COVID is very, very immoral, very inappropriate, very mean spirited. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to see this victory here, but as we move forward, there's still a lot of mandates out there. There's still a lot of mandates in place out there. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like we've got, there's a lot more work to be done to really restore dignity in the dignity for the American worker. Because here we are, and this lawsuit has everything to do with it, but you've got healthcare workers who are putting their lives on the line mm-hmm. every day, treating patients, very sick patients, working overtime during COVID. And they're exposed to this every day. And so they have pretty robust immune systems. Right. Many of them are young, very healthy healthcare workers. Um, so you have that side. You've also got the side that these people, they're healthcare workers. They kind of know what they're talking about. They have a pretty good sense of right. healthcare and what's good for you and what's good, and what's right. And many of them say, look, experimental programs, experimental shots, uh, I'm not going to raise my hand for that because I'm, I'm 20-something years old. Mm-hmm. I'm in my childbearing years. You guys still don't know the side effects of these uh, drugs, these treatments, these shots. Uh, so I'm not going to raise my hand for this. Those people were fired. They were bullied. Um, they were, they were, you know, 
all kind of mean, vile things were done to them. And so to me, this, to your point, this lawsuit, the results of it need a, need a replicate around the country. Yeah. And I think they will because, uh, and I'm not a lawyer, but there's nothing to stop Matt Staver or some other attorney, some other law firm from taking the uh, ruling, uh, the judge's opinion here and arguing for that to be uh, ruled the same way in another court system. Like, hey, judge, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in such and such case, yeah. this judge said this, you should rule the same way. You know, they might take a recess. The judge looks over that and goes, okay, well, this is in Illinois. We're in the state next door, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, hopefully they'll get a ruling in their favor. One of the other, you, you mentioned the fact that the mandates, a lot of them are unfair. One of the things, and I think this is kind of largely forgotten in New York City, for example, uh, they offer an exemption for entertainers and professional athletes to not get shots. <laughs> but if you are a secretary for, let's say, the waste management department, yeah. you have to get a shot or you're going to be fired. Mm. And it's, it's real interesting. I'm bringing this up. This is just one Hollywood celeb, uh, but it was something from over the summer. Back in June, Selena Gomez, former Disney star, she sings now and does stuff like that. She tweets in response to the uh, Supreme Court overturning Roe. She tweeted, "What watching a constitutional right to be stripped away is horrific. A woman should have the right to choose what she wants to do with her own body. End of story. Yeah. Okay, this is a young lady, Selena Gomez, who gets to, let's say, host SNL, Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And because they offer her a pass uh, as a female entertainer, how is that fair that a female secretary yeah. at some government agency, she's got to get the shot. She yeah. can't choose to do with, you know, well, what to do. Well, we know it's not fair. We also know it's not fair for those who got the first round of shots, but they didn't get the second, third, and fourth round. Right. Um, well, they're not up to date on their shots. They're not fully vaccinated, but they've still got their job and the other people got fired. Uh, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't add up from a scientific standpoint or a logical standpoint. Um, but not much of this does. And um, the 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 emergency, the standard for an emergency, you know, they're trying to get Biden to do this monkeypox emergency. Right. You know, we've got to also, and this, this is done through, this can be done through the legislative process. Uh, also, it can be done through the judicial process. But we've got to, we got to clarify, look, what is an emergency here? Because they're like, climate emergency, climate emergency. Mm -hmm. And we're like, what happened? And they're like, over the past 300 years, the temperature's risen like half a degree. It's like, that's an emergency? And so they, they call everything an emergency, mm -hmm. um, but it's not all an emergency. Right. These are, this is the same president who extended an illegal moratorium uh, on evictions. Yes. Uh, saying it might not be legal, but it's worth it. Okay. It's yeah, the same. Those were about his words yeah. at, at that press conference. Right. And then it's the same president uh, who, uh, who basically his administration changed the meaning of vaccine. Okay. The, the COVID shot today is Correct. not by definition a vaccine, folks. Very That's a fact. Point. You can look it up. Duly noted. Uh, and then more recently, and this is just mind boggling, we're not in a recession. Because this is not a recession. It's just, he just we woke also, up one day in the Oval Office in the West Wing and said, it's not a recession. Yeah, we also don't know what a woman is. Well, Chris. except <laughs> except when it's something that violates a woman's rights. That's yeah, when yeah, they know yeah. what a woman is. Then we know. It's like Biden woke up one morning and was like, hey, bring me the Merriam-Webster. Yeah. Bring it in here. And he said, and also bring me my veto pen. You know, Obama was famous for saying, all I need is a phone and a pen. Right. That's all Biden needs phone, a pen, and his dog.
Yeah. And he can just strike through definitions and rewrite them. Yeah. And, you know, it's all the more recent. You talk about, uh, you mentioned brushing up on the Tenth Amendment. Yeah. I've talked about this before. I think we talked about it in the last time I was on the show. Teach your kids the Constitution and teach them the meaning of words because mm. it stands to reason as they get older, yeah. words when they're 30, 40, 50 years old will not mean the same exact thing that they do now, which is why you should educate your children on things like the meaning of words, yes, gender, the Bible especially, and yeah. then the Constitution. Yeah, we've got to be tethered to reality, and we've got to be tethered to definitions and what they mean. Uh, because as we see, to your point, Chris, you know, when we... When you detach yourself from the founding of our nation, uh, you detach yourself from what, what God's Word says about government and the mm -hmm. role of government and the role of you and I and the role of the church and families. When you detach yourselves from those key tenets, those key principles, then you really, and, and it doesn't take much detachment, it just takes a little bit, then you begin to fill in the void with whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. just like changing the definition of woman, recession, whatever, um, it, it really can lead down a very dangerous path, Chris, and we're seeing our country go down that to a certain extent now. Yeah, it's it's really sad, uh, and I think um, you know a lot of people from a lot of different walks of life uh, have worked really hard uh, to make this country what it is, mm. and I think it's our responsibility as this generation of Americans to make sure that it's it it goes back to where it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, we have problems. Yes, we've not done everything maybe the way it should have gone. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we just burn it down right. and we start over. We make it right. That's we make right. it the way the founders intended so that everybody can benefit from what America, the dream of America, and what it exists today, and, what it provides. And I think that's one of the two reasons we're going to win, Chris, in the long run. And not just win. I'm not talking in spiritual terms mm -hmm. per se, although we do know we are going to win there uh, because Jesus has already defeated Satan. Uh, but from a from a, uh, a national sense here in America, where we are placed today as be as being God's servants, I think in the long run we're, this pendulum is going to swing back um, for two reasons. The first reason is what you just said, and that is we view things if they're wrong, hey, let's fix it. The other side views things and they say if it's wrong, let's burn it down. So you just can't win with a burn it down mentality. The second thing is uh, we're having babies. And they're not. Very true. <laughs> and that's just a basic fact. Christians are having four, five, six, seven kids. The pagans, the God haters, while they're doing sexual deviancy acts, and they're not reproducing. And so their only option is to indoctrinate our kids yeah. through the public education system, and we're heading that off a little bit at a time. Right. So I think in the long, in the long run, Chris, we're going to win this. Yes, I agree. All right. Thanks, Chris, for coming in. Thank you. By the way, we do have a pocket constitution in our resource center. We do have a pocket constitution available in our resource center, resources.afa.net. Just type in constitution in the search bar and order your pocket constitution. We'll be back in a few. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation 
Thank you for standing with us. Rejecting all prior safety protocol, the FDA just approved the Pfizer COVID shot for babies down to six months of age. I'm Sam Rohr, host of Stand in the Gap Weekend, heard Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. Now with overwhelming evidence of COVID shot-induced worldwide death and disability, why would our government encourage this damaging shot for our vulnerable babies and children? Join me and Dr. Gordon Donaldson as we discuss Protect Our Children Now. Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Time. When this mom ended a bad relationship, she found out she was pregnant. After the father told her to get an abortion, Julia was confused and didn't know what to do or who to talk to. I just knew that if I got an abortion, a part of me would be broken. Julia was referred to a preborn center where she was counseled and supported with the strength she needed to choose life. I couldn't imagine my life without him. Because of them, he's here. We're gonna get through it and it's gonna be okay. Preborn centers provide hope, love, free ultrasounds, and the gospel in action to moms like Julia. To find out more about the ministry of Preborn, visit them online at preborn.com. Again, that's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Your love can save a life. Hello? Hey, stranger. Oh, hi. Thank goodness it's you. I was afraid to answer the phone. Why? What's up? The credit card companies are after me. They want me to make payments and the calls never stop. Ouch. Been there before, but I got help from Trinity Debt Management. Trinity? Yeah. I called and right away, Trinity contacted my creditors and got my interest rates cut in half. They ended all the late fees and over-limit charges, and they stopped those annoying phone calls. Bet that was a relief. Yep. Then they put me on a plan that consolidated my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here. Write this down and call 1-800-788-1813. Can you repeat that? 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the core here on American Family Radio. If you want to subscribe to the core podcast, you can do so wherever you listen to podcasts. Just type in AFA at the core and uh, you can find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Click the subscribe button and uh, it'll land right there in your podcast library each and every day. We upload the show um, each and every afternoon. You can uh, watch the show live at streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. You can watch the show live there. We're also live streaming on the Course Facebook page. On the Course Facebook page, AFA at the Course Show page, you can uh, watch there as well if that's more convenient for you. Moving back into some of our stories, you know, one one uh, item that is going to have to take place under a conservative administration is the absolute deconstruction of the administrative state in Washington, D.C. And Congress, they, they like to sit on their hands. I, I called it, I think I called it uh, last year, I called it the uh, the most intense pillow fight 
ever. And that is what goes on in Washington, D.C. You know, you got Republicans and you got Democrats and they like to argue and they bicker back and forth and they have hearings and they have investigations. But at the end of the day, the majority of them all get on the same page and they all do bad things. They all do terrible things, meaning they spend trillions, they expand government reach, they expand the administrative state, they expand the bureaucratic state, so on and so forth. They also attack anyone who dares to come in and disrupt the system, including Donald J. Trump. And so that's the way it goes. That's the way it is. But back to the administrative state, you know, one thing that I think President Trump wants to do should he get back into office and I think others would do this as well, should it not be a Trump administration, but rather another administration under conservative leadership, we got to completely aggressively deconstruct the administrative state. What do I mean by that? We've got to fire as many bureaucrats as possible. We've got to fire as many bureaucrats as possible. Well, that doesn't sound like a winning campaign message. Oh, but boy, will it be. That is very appealing, folks. That is very appealing. We've got to fire as many bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. as possible because in large part, the bureaucratic state and or the administrative state, those terms can be used interchangeably, they are what's, what's wrong with our country because Congress delegates all the rulemaking, all the lawmaking, all the enforcement over to these bureaucrats. And that's what happens in Washington, D.C. Also, the FBI has to be either completely eliminated or severely, severely overhauled. Yes, the Federal Bureau of Investigation has to be either completely dismantled and, and, and started over from scratch or don't even start it back over. Look, let states handle this. Let states handle uh, law enforcement. Because the FBI has turned into this political apparatus that the Democrats use to go after their political opponents. That's what the FBI has turned into. So a complete deconstruction of the administrative state in Washington, D.C. is absolutely necessary. President Trump began the process. He really did uh, by reducing uh, the number of, of bureaucrats, by reducing the number of federal employees and um his uh, education secretary, DeVos, Betsy DeVos, she actually said the other day, she, she said, we need to abolish the Department of Education. She said, we need to abolish the Department of Education. And she's exactly right. Because look around and go, what does the Department of Education do? What do they do? Well, in practical, practically speaking, from a meaningful standpoint, they do nothing. They do nothing. And we've got to limit the IRS. Look, why do we need thousands and thousands of IRS agents? Tens of thousands of IRS agents. What are they doing? Our tax code should be not not should be as so simple that we don't need 50,000 IRS agents to process tax forms. It should not be that complicated. Uh, but here we are and we've got this massive bureaucratic state, uh, the EPA. I mean the EPA, all the EPA does is go around and harass people. And in large part, they harass business owners. They harass the energy industry and, and slap penalties upon penalties upon penalties. So these agencies have been, have been hijacked. They've been politicized. They're used to, to push left-wing ideas, push left-wing policies. 
And so it's all got to be deconstructed. It's all got to be severely limited. And um, that that is one of the one of the only deconstructions that I'm completely in favor of in this nation, the deconstruction of the administrative state. And how can I say that? Well, because look at our founding fathers. I mean, we didn't start this nation with an IRS, with an FBI, with a national security agency, and with these you know, like 25 different agencies that all have tens of thousands of employees. We didn't start this nation with that, and we can do without it. And you say, well, we, we're such a big nation. I mean, our budget's massive. We've got to have all these bureaucrats to run the government. No, no, we don't. Our government should not be this complex, this convoluted, this uh, large to where we can't run it unless we have hundreds of thousands of federal bureaucrats uh, running our government. Bobby? This latest bill, the Schumer Mansion bill, mm-hmm. $80 billion just for the IRS to hire 86,000 more employees. 86,000. 86,000. Just for the IRS. Yep, and that is on uh, the Federalist website. So we need $80 billion to hire 86,000 federal employees. This is absolute, absolute insanity. And that's that's reason enough that this bill in Congress is a no-go. It's an absolute no-go. That's the Manchin-Schumer bill. By the way, uh, the Tax Foundation... A nonprofit or nonpartisan group that advocates for lower taxes showed that the Biden Schumer Mansion bill would eliminate roughly 30,000 positions in the U.S. economy. So, this is the Biden Mansion Schumer raise taxes, lay people off bill. And if you thought we were going into a recession, you let them pass this bill, it's going to fast track. It's going to fast-track us deeper to the, into the recession that we're already in. That is this bill. $739 billion bucks is, what, is what Schumer and Manchin and Biden want to spend on this Green New Deal garbage. That's what they're working on in Congress. Something else is going on in Congress, moving topics a little bit. The um, Senate voted yesterday to on a resolution to add Sweden and Finland into NATO. Into NATO. Yes, we're still meddling with NATO and Ukraine and Russia. We're still playing that old song. Five months, six months, seven months after uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. This thing's going to go on for years, folks. Mark my word. Mark my word. Um, well, Senator Hawley was the lone senator that voted against this resolution. Senator Rand Paul voted present, so technically he didn't vote in favor. But those were the only two that either abstained or voted against it. Senator Hawley... Uh, spoke on the floor about why he voted against it. I've also got an op-ed that I'll read, but before that, we'll go straight to this clip, clip two. The Senate will vote today on whether to expand NATO by admitting Sweden and Finland. I intend to vote no, and I encourage my colleagues to do the same, and I want to say a word or two as to why. Finland and Sweden want to expand NATO because it is in their national security interest to do so, and fair enough. The question that should properly be before us, however, is, is it in the United States' interest to do so? Because that's what American foreign policy is supposed to be about, I thought. (laughs) It's about American security, protecting American workers, defending American jobs, securing American prosperity. And I fear that some in this town have lost sight of that 
They think American foreign policy is about creating a liberal world order or nation building overseas. With all due respect, they're wrong. They are wrong. And if you listen to that clip and you go, how dare Senator Hawley vote against the resolution to add Finland and Sweden to NATO? This is an urgent matter of utmost importance. Vladimir Putin has gone rogue in Europe. Well, let's rethink this. Instead of entering this discussion from a position of defeat, instead of entering this discussion with a sore, old, loser, low-thinking mindset, let's actually put our minds to work. Okay, NATO was established to fend off Soviet aggression. This goes back to the Cold War. And so that's how that's why NATO was was set up, all right? That's why NATO was established. We have a very different setup, a very different foreign policy situation going on here now. One of the reasons it's so much different is because the majority of NATO members are are economically intertwined with Russia. And President Trump warned about this. That's the first problem is that many NATO members, if not the majority of NATO members, or more, maybe even the vast majority of NATO members that are supposed to be fighting Russian aggression, that are supposed to be fending off bad Vladimir Putin, they are in bed economically and from an energy standpoint with the big bad wolf, with Vladimir Putin. So how, how serious do NATO members take Russia and the threat of Russia when they are buying their gas and oil from Vladimir Putin? So that's the first angle. The second angle is, well, how much are they paying into the NATO fund? How much are these nations paying into the NATO fund? Well, let's see what Senator Hawley says. To be clear, he says in this op-ed, America shouldn't abandon NATO. But it's time for our European allies to do more. In particular, they must take primary responsibility for the conventional defense of Europe by investing more in their own militaries. All the way back in 2006, NATO member states pledged to spend at least 2% of their GDP on national defense. It should be higher. The United States spends far more than that on defense. But many NATO members still haven't met even this minimal commitment. So, well, what's the end result? Well, America's paying other people's security bill. We're paying other nations and their security bill. And we're picking up the tab for most of NATO. So this is, this is all from a position of America's the loser. And so in order to get out of this position where America's the loser, by the way, we have a, a massive land, a, a massive wa- a water mass separating us and Vladimir Putin. NATO members, other NATO members don't. So if anybody should be paying minimal NATO fees, <laughs> it's the one that has a mass body of water in between us and Russia. 
But no, 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 we got to be a part of NATO. Because we were there from the very beginning. But I would say this to this resolution and to Sweden and Finland paying our joining NATO. I would say this to Sweden and Finland. Because after all, let's get something of long-term benefit out of this deal. I mean, America's negotiators, they're a bunch of losers. They are terrible negotiators. If they work for private the private industry, they would be fired on day one because they're terrible negotiators. We never get anything out of these deals. America should say, all right, Finland and NATO, if you really want to join uh, our Finland and Sweden, sorry, if you really want to join NATO, here's what we're, we're going to have to do. You're going to have to stop buying your energy from Russia. And when you have successfully weaned yourself off the big bad bear of Vladimir Putin and his energy industry, when you have weaned yourself off of Russian energy and bought American energy, hmm, how about that for a change? We get something out of the deal. Finland, Sweden, other NATO members or potential members, you replace Russian energy with American energy and we will put you in NATO. We will add you, we will, we will bypass or we will streamline your NATO membership. That's actually a win-win. Finland, Sweden, they get in NATO, fend off Russian aggression. American energy industry benefits largely American workers. American energy booms. We have leverage now on uh, Finland and Sweden and other NATO members. Imagine that. Imagine America having influence over these nations instead of Russia. Imagine America having influence over these nations instead of China. That would be a game changer in the long run. And it would position America and Western values to succeed around the world. So that would be negotiating. That would be positioning ourselves from a winning standpoint. That's what President Trump was doing all the time. Every day, all day, that's what he was doing. Because he's a businessman. So we need that type of sensical leadership back in Washington, D.C. So am I going to bash Josh Hawley for voting against this? No, I'm not. Because his reasoning and his justification sure do make a whole lot of sense. So go, Senator Hawley. Poor fella is a lone, a lone no vote in the Senate. But that's all right. It's okay to be the lone vote. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.